One of the uh, nicest things of the Saturday morning table reading was when Parley Bear would arrive with two enormous boxes of goodies from Benish's Bakery, which was a marvelous bakery. Of course, everyone would always complain that Parley brought the wrong kind of torts or the wrong kind, which would drive Parley up the wall, and Howard McNair would laugh. And, but anyway, it was a pleasant way to start out, and... All of the members of the uh, both the casual and the regular cast were such professionals that they could kid as they worked without losing emphasis. The six of us are here have worked together on hundreds, perhaps thousands of occasions, and there was always something to me anyway, that was rather special about CBS and CBS Productions. And I think a large part of that, certainly in my estimation, was due to a man named Norman MacDonald. You're here. He started as a page. <laughs> he started as a page boy, worked up to an assistant director, a clock watcher, later became uh, a director on his own, and I remember working on his first show, which was a rebroadcast of an old local show called Romance of the Ranchos, and it was supposed to go on the Western Network. Actually, I think it dead ended in the basement. Nobody ever heard it. But at any rate, Norm started that way. He was a man of infinite good taste, of infinite good humor, and was able to, somehow or other, bring a cast together. Harry, he loved actors, which you right. can't I say. I think it. that's correct. Yeah. He did. He loved actors. And working together, as most of us did, almost every week on Gunsmoke in particular, he developed a sort of a rapport, which you find only in repertory companies. And... I'd like to vote him thanks for what mm -hmm. he did for me. Oh, my. Indeed. I second that. By 1958, Norman MacDonald was a radio veteran with thousands of broadcast hours under his belt. He'd been producing and directing Gunsmoke since 1952. When Gunsmoke went on the air in uh, April of 52, it was really the only one of its kind. In the years that followed, I think there were a good many imitators, uh, some very successful and some just poor imitations. There were other shows that were in this general area of Western or period. One of them that I was connected with was Fort Laramie, starring Raymond Burr. It was a cavalry show, again, 1870 or 1875, in Wyoming, and a, a successful one. Uh, John Daner starred in another radio show called uh, Frontier Gentleman. Shows not only went from radio to television, but a couple of shows came from television to radio. For example, Have Gun Will Travel, which was on adjacent to the television program of Gunsmoke, became a radio program after the fact, several years later, and was quite successful. John Daner played the lead. He played Paladin, the part that Dick Boone originated. Gunsmoke's radio show was one of the first to offer a more accurate portrayal of events and relationships from the Western era, as writer John Meston remembered. Well, as I recall, or I've been told, we were about the first show that treated Indians as human beings, not just redskins and the only good Indians and dead ones and so on. 
a number of shows about that and intermarriage. I think when we, we, the Indians before that, as I remember, that wasn't around much before that. They were treated in the old, old way, you know. I think Gunsmoke was probably, I've heard, understand, it was the first show that really changed us somewhat. No, I, the, the white man, the way he treated the Indians is a national disgrace. Still is. McDonald also directed the critically acclaimed Fort Laramie in 1956. But unlike with Gunsmoke, Fort Laramie was never able to secure national sponsorship. For more info on that series, tune into Breaking Walls episode 114. Frontier Gentlemen ran into the same issues. The show was superb, but thanks to television, there was no national advertiser appeal. So when CBS canceled Frontier Gentlemen, they did so with another Western in mind. Have Gun Will Travel was in the midst of a successful second TV season starring Dick Boone. Its lead character, Paladin, was a gun for hire based out of a posh San Francisco hotel. He advertised his services with a card that featured the series title words. CBS felt the crossover appeal could attract national advertising dollars. Norman MacDonald was given the task of directing the show. On November 8, 1958, McDonald conducted three tests for the lead. Harry Bartell, Vic Perrin, and John Daner all auditioned. They delivered the opening lines from what would become the debut episode. This is Mr. Bartell's. The following are the Paladin voice tests to be delivered immediately to Mr. Howard Barnes. Paladin voice test number one. And come back to the Hotel Carlton next time you're in San Francisco, sir. Oh, good evening, Mr. Paladin. Evening, George. My key, please. Good evening, Mr. Paladin. Good evening, my dear. How nice to see you. Is it? Haven't you been avoiding me lately? Well, not at all. It's just that I've been out of town. Mr. Paladin! Mr. Paladin! Over here, hey, boy. You'll uh, pardon me, my dear. But perhaps you'd wait for me in the lounge. If you don't take too long. I won't. Hello, hey, boy. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Paladin. I look for you. I get your papers from all places in West, like always. Fine. Put them in my room. I'll be up later. Right now, there's a young lady who... Oh, but I think something you want to see in this journal from New Mexico. I mark, um... Here. Yuri. Hmm. It looks like they need Mr. Paradin and his gun, huh? Maybe so, eh, boy? Thank you. Uh, now, get me pen and paper, please. Oh, yes, sir. Right away, right away. Good, good. Uh, you send cards, uh, have gun, we'll travel. John Daner would ultimately win the role. 